Can you hear me? Right, there we go. Great. You have been such a wonderful blessing to us and to me. Let's um, enjoy this last moment together. The 5th of June, Sunday the 5th of June 2016 is a date that's going to be etched in my mind for the rest of my life. That was the first time I put on a clergy shirt with a dog collar in it and made my way into this church building. I remember stepping up these steps for that very first time that day, wet behind the ears, fresh out of college, clean shaven, and I spoke on Matthew chapter 7, the wise and the foolish builders. And I asked you, are your feet on solid ground? I'm going to ask you that same question again today as I do full circle. Are you building your life on a solid foundation? That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Are your feet on solid ground? Well, if they are, you will know the heart of my message today you will know what it means to be at peace with the living God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you at peace today? It's a searching question for each one of us, isn't it? Let's pray and ask for God's help as we come to his word together. Almighty God, we thank you that you are indeed a speaking God, a revealing God. Please open our eyes to see you clearly through your words. Challenge our thinking that we might be convinced that Jesus is indeed the only solid foundation to build our lives upon and to have peace. Show us that again this morning, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, it would indeed be a huge encouragement for me if you would reach behind you, grab your Bibles out of the back of your chairs, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9. This morning, we're going to be concluding our mini-series on the four titles that Isaiah gives to Jesus. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You'll probably know that there are two main words for peace in the Bible. In the Old Testament, shalom. In the New Testament, irene. Sometimes when we think about peace, we often associate it with the absence of war. And in the Bible, peace is can mean just that, the absence of conflict, but also it points to something in the presence of something better instead of war, peace or shalom. Shalom's basic meaning is wholeness or completeness. Shalom can refer to a stone, Joshua 8 verse 31, a stone that has a perfect shape that's intact, that no tool has been taken to it. It's got no cracks in it, not like this one. It's got a few chips and cracks. Shalom can also refer to a completed wall. And that's a really helpful image to have in our minds, a, a completed stone wall, something that's complex with lots of pieces that are in a state of wholeness or completeness together. As we think about our own lives, they're complex, aren't they? Full of relationships and moving parts and situations. And when any one of these goes missing or is out of alignment, then our shalom breaks down and it needs to be restored. In the book of Proverbs, to reconcile a relationship is to bring that relationship back into a place of shalom. When rival kingdoms make shalom with each other in the Bible, it doesn't just mean that they stop fighting, it actually means 
that they begin to work together for the benefit of one another. And that's what all of the Old Testament kings were supposed to do. But in reality, that very rarely happened. And so Isaiah looked forward to a future king, a prince of peace, a prince of shalom. And his reign, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, would bring shalom with no end. Isn't that incredible? A time is coming, according to Isaiah, when God himself, through his governor, through his prince, through his king, will right every wrong and heal all that is broken. Amen? Isn't that amazing? That's why at the birth of Jesus, it was the New Testament announcement of the arrival of Irene, the Old Testament word shalom, the arrival of peace. Luke 2, do you remember what the great heavenly host, the angels, were singing at the news of Jesus' birth? I'd love to get you to sing it with me, but you can't. Do you remember what they were saying? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace amongst those of whom his favor rests. Did you catch that? Could you, could you hear the singing? Jesus came to offer you his peace. My peace I give you, says the Prince of Peace. The apostles too claimed that Jesus came to make peace. The end of conflict, the hostility between humanity and God. That's why Jesus came. That's why the cross is so amazing. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, he puts to death the hostility and makes peace with us. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 puts it like this. Since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Isn't that incredible? Jesus' past tense work gives us present tense peace with him today. That broken relationship restored with our creator. That's why Paul can say that Jesus himself is our peace. Vertically speaking, we can know that peace with God. We can enjoy that relationship with our creator. And that's going to play out horizontally in how I treat you, how I'm at peace with you. And then also internally myself, I can know that deep shalom, that deep peace. I can let stuff go. Isn't that incredible? For Jesus was the whole and complete human that I was made to be but have failed to be. And yet he gives me his life as a gift. There's no greater message, I don't think, for me to be leaving on today than to be speaking about the peace that Jesus brings for us and with God. Would you turn with John chapter 14 in your Bibles? John 14, page 1083, page 1083, John 14 and verse 27. John 14, verse 27. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. In the last hour of Jesus' life, he's helping you and I not to be anxious. Isn't that kind? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. The peace that Jesus has at the forefront of his mind in this passage is peace for your hearts, deep peace, peace for your soul, peace between you and God, complete peace. Just picture Jesus 
as the last grains of sand are dropping through the hourglass of his earthly ministry, looking upon the faces of his disciples, Peter, James, John, and the others. And they look troubled, and he he doesn't like seeing them that way. I don't want to leave you that way, says Jesus. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. I want you to be fearless, John. Peter, I've called you to be a rock on which I'll build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. Do you see? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Does the world give you peace? It does, doesn't it? It gives peace. A decent pension plan is peace for some. The world offers peace through a vaccine. The world offers peace of mind through Hampshire Constabulary. The world offers peace in a thousand ways, which we're thankful for. But Jesus says, I'm not going to give you my peace that way. That's not what I'm doing. What do you mean, Jesus, you're not doing it that way? I'm not going to give you the kind of peace that can be taken away. I'm not going to give you the kind of peace that a tiny little can take. I'm giving you the kind of peace that's always there. Jesus' peace is a peace when you can see your own cross on the horizon being brought clearer and clearer into focus in your own life. Turn over the page, John 16, verse 33 with me. Look at this. Top of page 1085 in my Bible, John 16, 33. Jesus says, I've told you. I've told you these things. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. The peace that Jesus gives has nothing to do with your circumstances, whether good or ill. In fact, it's a peace in bad circumstances. It's a peace in tribulation. It's a peace when your bank account is empty. It's a peace when Hampshire Constabulary can't help you or is no more. It's a peace in this coronavirus season. It's a peace when you get this virus or when your loved one gets this virus. Peace, Philippians 4, verse 7, is a peace which passes all understanding. It's a peace that we can't fully grasp. It's a peace that we can't make happen. My peace. My peace I give to you. How do you and I enjoy some of that peace that exists between the Father and the Son? That relationship where there is no sin whatsoever. The Son looks upon the face of the Father and sees infinite perfect righteousness. The Father looks on the Son and sees that reflected right back. Perfect, infinite righteousness. How are you and I going to get in on that? Jesus says, here's how. I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to restore you to wholeness. I'm going to purchase your forgiveness for your failure, for your sin. I'm going to purchase it with my blood. I'm going to satisfy the wrath of God in your place for your sin, for your uncleanness. I'm going to provide a completed, perfect righteousness for you to receive as a gift. Isn't that wonderful? So that if you trust me, says Jesus, 
you'll not just have a peace that I make, but you'll experience that same peace that the son experiences with his father. I'm making a way in for you, says Jesus, by the Spirit reigning in your heart, pouring out that same peace that the son has with his father that they enjoy. It's going to be poured out into your lives. So that in Christ and through Christ, we can share in that peace. Do you see? What a wonderful counselor. What a mighty God. What a caring, everlasting Father. What a Prince of Peace. I hope as you've been meditating with me over these past four weeks on these four precious names, that you've seen again the wonder in the face of Christ, the glory of our Savior and his salvation that he's brought. Right now, through the gospel, Jesus offers you that peace. I wonder if you're out of alignment. If your life needs to be restored, Jesus says, come. Our Prince of Peace has finished the task. At the cross, he cried out, it is finished. Death, sin, Satan have all been defeated. All his saving work has been accomplished so that you can know peace, so that you and I can come that close to him. My peace I give, not as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled, St. Jude's, and don't be afraid. The antidote to that fear, trust in him. Trust in him more with your life. If you're afraid, Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest and rest for your souls. In the middle of this messed up world, that's what's on offer to you today, peace. I wonder how, how are we going to respond to this? Let's take this moment to think about how God's calling us to respond. If you're in a state of flux, if you're in a state of unrest and you don't have peace come to Christ seek him now he says seek me and you'll find me if you seek me with your whole heart says the Lord maybe God by his spirit is calling you to repent to realize you're going that way and you've got no peace and you need to turn back to him to find peace maybe he's calling you to do that today maybe God's put a situation or a relationship or something on your mind that you have little peace about Maybe he's challenging you to go and make peace with somebody today. Restore that shalom. We're called to be peacemakers, aren't we? Peacemakers. Don't be asleep on the job. Wake up, mighty men and women of the faith. The church is instructed, isn't it, to keep the unity of faith through the bond of peace. Peace takes that which is broken and seeks to restore it to wholeness, completeness. I did say this couldn't be a stronger message for me to leave you on today. Prince of peace. Prince of shalom. Peace vertically speaking with God. Your relationship with God. That's going to play out horizontally in how we forgive and live with one another. And let that give you that deep, profound peace on the inside. Jesus came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near for through him, we both have access to one Father by the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are 
the Prince of Peace. Lord, I pray for any unrest in our hearts. Pray for anyone here, Lord, who today needs to get their relationship with you sorted. Please, Lord, put that stone in their shoe. Help them to find the good news of Jesus this Christmas and see him as their wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. May your blessing always be upon us. For we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.